if I recall, they tried to kind of be like a living color, almost like Primus alternative type thing. Oh, okay. Like funk but, metal stuff? Yeah, funk metal, but heavier. And I just remember the singer was just like, every five seconds was like, everybody put your fucking hands in the fucking air, man, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, and so all they really were were just deep, fuck yeah (laughs) like that was it like for I stood there watching for 15 minutes Like, so at, as far as I'm until concerned, you, that, until this point, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. it turned you off of funk metal forever. Actually, um, the chili peppers <laughs> did that quite fine, uh, yeah. themselves, as far as, <laughs> but, um, Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice, oh, man. Well, I think, uh, it's a little less glitchy if we want to do okay. the intro and get into it. Welcome to Accelerative Thrust. I am Dan. And I'm Eric. <laughs> we were just talking about funk metal. Funk metal. Funk metal. Now, this is what I want to I want to do. Okay. I want I I do want people to get a hold of us via our Instagram, via mm-hmm. our Facebook, mm-hmm. or however, whatever method they choose to get a hold of us through. Uh-huh. But I only want them to ask us questions or talk to us about funk metal for oh, the next wow. week. That's everything else is off limits. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to recommend an album, make it a funk metal album. Yeah. <laughs> We're only going to listen to funk metal for the next next oh, week. No. How's that is that there? true? Yeah, the funk, funk metal, metal episode. We're going to do the funk metal episode. I don't funk. Know. I don't think so. Really? <laughs> I I mean, I said it, uh, you know. Uh, uh, okay. Not right. everything I say is always true. Funk, 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 funk. Oh, my God. There's a chance that next week will be the funk metal episode, I guess. There, there's a, a, there is a chance. But here's the thing. Yeah. If you have to come through, listeners. You have to come through. That's Give true. Us- if if we have suggestions from listeners of funk metal we should check out, we will do yeah. the funk metal episode. If we don't hear anything, we are not doing that. Yeah, exactly. It, we're not going to do this on our own, people. No. We need help. We need assistance. <laughs> uh, with Because honestly, the only two bands I really know that are... Uh, funk i don't know if i really even know any funk metal bands now that i think well, because i mean we okay so the way i look at funk metal is kind of like alternative it was sort of just made up to yeah. encapsulate a bunch of different bands that may have had one or more things in common i don't really think it's real except for maybe three or four bands that set out to make funk metal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 
infectious grooves. Yeah. I mean, okay, that's a good example. Said we are a funk metal band. Mm -hmm. But Primus, I don't think that was their intention. I think they just wanted to be a residence cover band, essentially. Uh, oh, like like if residence played metal. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like a, and, a yeah, like a heavier residence. I mean that to me, none of that really sounds like funk. Not really, no. But I guess the slappy bass is an element of funk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like they get grouped. But there were a bunch of shitty bands too, right? Like bands that sort of sounded like Queensryche album titles. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, like Operation Mind Crime or whatever. Yeah, you don't like of a band. You don't like that album title? Operation yeah, I do, but I wouldn't listen okay. to a funk metal band called that. <laughs> I mean, I guess like for me, like I kind of Zodiac like, Mind Trip or some shit like wait, that. Wait, is that a is that right? a real I is think that it, a real band? Yeah, some bullshit like that. Yeah, that huh. kind of terrible nonsense. Okay, but like I I guess like you could kind of say fishbone in a in a sort of sense. I think they ended up there sort of. At, at, mm -hmm. at times yeah I, I think the chili peppers particularly their first like three or four albums like i think it's you could almost call them funk metal yeah i i don't know i would call them like funk punk though yeah that, i think that's more and then faith no more had one song that was funk metal yeah. so i mean no we more. care a lot might come pretty close the song yeah that's that's a good point the chuck um mosley but you know what though mm -hmm. i would consider the chuck mosley faith no more higher quality i would i would call that like the top tier the s tier of funk metal because yeah, i can see i that. really think that the chuck mosley faith no more records are fantastic i do too oh my gosh and, i mean so i really good. think that mike Patton, like i love mike Patton. I mean, yeah. I don't, I mean, I'll never say that a Chuck Mosley record is better than a Mike Patton record when it comes to faith no more. Mm -hmm. um, but those two records, Chuck Mosley had his own style, man. He was oh, the yeah. perfect, the perfect for both of those records. Yeah. And it, it is so good. Like so, so good. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think we accidentally just did the funk metal episode. Yeah. We, it, it's happening just now. now. God damn it. And we had to do it on our own. We did it on our own. Yeah, it was totally organic. So maybe you guys could just uh, let us know how proud you are of us to yeah, take on such a task. Encouragement. Mm -hmm. I mean, without any research, um, I mean, we just off the cuff. Yeah, you're going to fact check this. Yeah, mm -hmm. actually... Yeah, if you guys want to fact check our episodes, that would be really enjoyable for us to. Fantastic. Hear like, for from example, you. for example, is tri what? What did you say? The the something Zodiac, uh, Zodiac mind, mind trip. trip? <laughs> I swear that's a real band. I would I love know. to know if that actually exists. But that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I I can kind of see that. Um. So. <laughs> all right. I wanted to talk to you about this really bizarre and disturbing news. Mm. Uh, this is, I think, a perfect, in a very <clears throat> unrelated way. 
(laughs) Perfect, uh, perfect um, segue into this, Mm -hmm. like talking about funk metal for some reason Mm -hmm. gives me vibes of this disturbing story. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to read the headline. Fans of slain rapper shocked that his body was displayed at nightclub. Really? I, I'm saying really at the, the shock shows. <laughs> yeah, at the shock. Yeah, exactly. I'm serious. But anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Video from the event shows what appears to be the embalmed body of rapper Markel Morrow, a.k.a. Gunu, propped up on stage wearing designer clothes. A send-off for a slain Maryland rapper is going viral because of the way the man's body was apparently displayed. He died last month after he was found shot in a district, District Heights parking lot, uh, where I, I don't know where that is. But anyway, on Sunday, the rapper's friend and family gathered at Bliss, which is a Washington, Washington D.C. It must be Washington, D.C. nightclub to honor his memory at $40 a pop. Videos from the event shows Morrow's presumably embalmed body propped up on stage wearing designer clothes and a crown. Mm-hmm. The overall effect looked like someone was doing a reboot of Weekend at Bernie's, a 1989 cult comedy about two dead guys who pretended dead mobster is alive for a weekend. Now, hold on. Was Bernie really a mobster in that movie? Uh, I th- feel like he was wanted by mobsters. Exactly. Or, I mean, he was doing like deals with mobsters who were now into real estate like they they retired from the mob they retired from until he decided bernie wanted to hire them to kill andrew mccarthy and the other guy i can't remember his name uh anyway yeah so this is i just thought that this was a interesting thing i I don't know well what do you think well, um, I know that these type of funerals are actually, I don't want to say they're common, but I have heard of funerals where people are embalmed and they're mm-hmm. seated at, you know, seated. And a lot of times they'll have like crystal and gold chains and like all this extravagant kind of stuff at the funeral and it, yeah. i mean it, they're on display like this they're not in the coffin um mm. and i have seen these funerals i've seen pictures i've read a couple articles about them so i don't that's why i actually said i was kind of like reacting to the word shocked because i except that it's in a nightclub i guess i i guess i feel like i've seen that before was the nightclub was like the event? Was it like a celebration of life? Just, yeah. It, or did after he just reading, show up? After, <laughs> God, I feel both wrong and great about laughing at that. <laughs> yeah. It looks as I'm reading it more, it looks like it's a celebration of life. And now that you just described, cause I was shocked. I I've never heard of that. Yeah. So but now that I'm reading it and the way that you just presented the context, that it actually does make sense now. I just, I guess I just thought like, I mean, it would, it would be shocking to me if I like walked into like <laughs> any sort of night, like, I don't know, like, it, you know, cause there's always a celebration of life 
in Muscatine at like one of the bars. And if they just decided to bring like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, a friend's body that just, uh, and, and I, I just, I feel like I feel both uh, wrong and right laughing at that. Both. I feel that I've just decided on my, um, my, my last will and Testament will include being embalmed and setting up at the brew. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I mean, I don't want you to be in that state, Eric. Like <laughs> the next time that I see you. Well, tell somebody if, that can do something about it, Dan. If it happens to be at the brew, I really hope that that's not how we run into each other. But <laughs> I still think that that's, yeah, yeah that, it's that's still a little weird. It is a little weird, but I definitely have heard of those kind of funerals for sure. Hmm. And I mean, yeah, they're morbid or whatever, but eh, what, what are you going to do? I mean, I would, I would be more likely to do a weekend at Bernie's thing. You know, like, and, you know, Oh my God, I accidentally murdered my friend. Well, let's make oh. everybody still alive. When I am, when I am embalmed, actually mm -hmm. let's not do the embalming because I want to find out if the voodoo drums <laughs> will make You're making me... it sound like I have control over this. <laughs> will make situation. me dance. Actually, all the listeners, having heard this, are now required to carry out my wishes. <laughs> so I don't care who disagrees with this, any of my family members, anyone else. I'm telling you right now, live on the air. I don't want to be embalmed. I want to be in front of everyone and I want them to play drums to see if my body gets up and, and so so, so you want to pull a weekend at Bernie's too. Right. Weekend at Bernie's too. Yeah. My will will just say weekend at Bernie's too. figure it out. <laughs> Possibly depending on how you look at it, the best sequel to any movie ever made. <laughs> It, it really depends on your view. Uh, well, I think it's, I mean, I think it's one of the rare times that the, the sequel is better than the original, actually. <laughs> Nuh-uh. <laughs> I mean, our, I no, kind of do. No way. I kind of do. No like, way. You're, they you're both are me, stupid dude. and they both kind of suck, but at least Weekend and Bernie's 2 is absolutely ignorant it's it's really like at least it's just completely yeah but there's a sincerity there's a sincerity to the first movie that I think makes it a dark comedy classic true okay like in all honesty like <laughs> they treat fighting your boss's dead body like it's just something that happens normally and i mean they freak out about it eventually like andrew mccarthy becomes so comfortable with the idea of this like dead body and and then like i mean to the point where you even have bernie's girlfriends coming over mm -hmm. and they're and, not and, convinced mm -hmm. he's dead like you yeah. know it, it's just the way that the absurdity of the whole thing is I just, I, I would love to have been in the, the meeting to green light the production of this movie. 
somebody presents this script to everybody so like oh man i don't know man like they just don't do that kind of stuff anymore you know Mm -hmm. like oh that's that's for sure (laughs) yeah and i don't know man to me weekend of bernie's is hilarious actually i I did see a movie that was sort of like it It was called swiss army man really yeah i've heard of that movie but i I think um know nothing about harry potter might have been in it oh um the uh the wizard yeah the actual harry potter okay um no who who is the guy who plays harry potter uh Daniel Raycliffe. Rackley. Daniel Ray, yeah, Radcliffe. Yeah, very easy yeah. to get Weekend of Bernie's and Harry yeah, Potter. But that's a movie up. starring a dead body. So that's- they're basically like the same movie if you really think about it. Right. I think he, the other guy, might ride Daniel Radcliffe's dead body like a surfboard while he's propelled by all the um, decomposition gas inside his body. Well, if that's what Swiss Army Man is about, then I'm all in. I got to see it. I, I That's the part I remember. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that, that sounds fantastic. Now, <laughs> does he get brought back to life by a flute? No. Yeah, no. I, I figured in, in the Harry Potter universe, um, it oh. would be a flute. Like, no. you know, oh. mmm, 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 mmm. I can't do a flute <laughs> sound, but I'm going to do it like that. Mmm, 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 mmm. I thought you were playing the flute when you did that. I mean, yeah, it sounds exactly the same, much like Weekend at Bernie's and Harry Potter, basically the same movie, you know. It's very oh. similar. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> and what are the origins of holy shit? Like, who thought of the word no. holy? <laughs> putting holy and shit together. Like, that's amazing. Like, whoever did that needs... When time travel does get invented, we need to go back and hug that person. What do you think they'll say? Holy shit. <laughs> that's what that's how we got invented. Oh man, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Someone went so- back in time and they got out of the time machine and the dude said, Holy shit. And it was in response me- to the time machine. Yeah, and it was that two you guys to go back to see the origin of holy shit. Oh it my was- gosh. <laughs> it was two guys doing a podcast in iowa oh my god um let's review some music holy shit yeah music uh yeah yeah we're we're talking about music now aren't we that's what this so. podcast is about Whew. okay so we're gonna bring in the drums <laughs> to our reviews and we're going to raise the dead of the records that we chose. Uh, all right. Um, once Weekend of Bernie's gets into my mind, I can't oh, I stop. know. I know, yeah. man. I'm the same way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. All right. So anyway, Future Death, Special Victim was my pick. And it's a, a record from a band that I came across while I was looking up Acid Punk hmm. on Bandcamp, which is actually... Most of the records that I'm going to pick this year probably are. Hmm. I made an effort to try and find bands that I had never heard before for the most part. Mm -hmm. I have a reason for that. I just don't know what it is, Uh, but it exists for some reason. Uh, Anyway, so I really like this record a lot. Um, They have... um, a couple other releases. This came out in 2014. 
And uh, they have a couple of other releases that are equally just as good. Um, in my opinion, I really, really like this band. This is one discovery that I absolutely love. I'm going to try kind of a different method this week, Eric. Mm. I'm actually going to just read verbatim what I have written down. Wow. Yeah. All like right. I actually basically wrote a review. <clears throat> this is what I have to say about future death special victim. At times, this sounds very super chunkish but definitely has some shoegaze vibes. The production on the vocals make this sound very haunting. The music does remind me of a combination of, as I mentioned before, Super Chunk, My Bloody Valentine, and the Blood Brothers, because there's also a slight hint of bombastic, spazzy hardcore when the drums speed up and almost do a blast beat. There's also a bunch of fuzz and noise, which bring in a lot of sonic youth influence. The vocals really remind me of Mac from Super Chunk. I'm really, really uh, doing this Super Chunk comparison and digging yeah. it into the ground for some reason. You're chunking it up. I'm chunking it up. But also, I would say it has echoes of Wayne Coyne. Hmm. Great stuff. Actually, now that I think of it, it also has the vibes of early Flaming Lips, pre-Soft Bulletin, or rather, Zarika era. Uh, one record that I would definitely... Uh, say would be like telepathic surgery which was basically like sort of like their acid like the flaming lips acid punk days kind of hmm. um when they were kind of doing almost like a butthole surfers type thing like a butthole surfers light type thing uh also i would say perry farrell and jane's addiction would be a decent comparison hmm. if jane's were a lot more stripped down and presented as a noisy hardcore band but Future Death is really the only name you have to be concerned about here because this is, well, Future Death. They really sound like Future Death and nobody else. What the hell do I know anyway? This album slays. Also, this came out all the way back in 2014, and they have released the Amazing Cryptids EP in 2015 and the Holy Fingers album in 2020. Peace out. Now on to Eric. Wow. I like it. I, I didn't write anything. I didn't write anything. So like yes, the, I, I, I like the I, term super chunkish. Yeah, yeah. I've super never chunkish. heard that. I neither have I. <laughs> yeah, I agree with a lot of that. It, it's you know one thing I like about doing this show mm -hmm. is that I mean that's gonna this is obvious. You have two people listening to the same album. Wow, right? Pretty amazing insight. No, um, but it's cool because we all filter everything we take in through our brains, our own experiences, all of our own listening, viewing, reading, knowledge, everything that makes us is the filter that this goes through. So sometimes we have wildly different reactions to things. And sometimes we have, you know, pretty similar reactions to things. I think this time it's sort of somewhere in the middle. Um, sure. I thought more, I thought it was maybe going for a little more like a psych thing. Uh, mm -hmm. But I mean, you mentioned that as well. I'll kind of just start reading my notes, which are actually just bullet points. So they won't be as eloquent. Nice, fuzzy, freaky psych, great rhythms and guitar tones. One thing I really liked about this record, and I did like it. I forgot to say that. I, usually my response is, yeah, um, I really liked it. That's how I start yeah. my review every time, but I forgot to do that. 
but it keeps it really fun and super weird. Not so like inward looking brain melt kind of droney psych stuff Mm -hmm. as much as it is. It's like just getting goofy with your brain, like having fun with getting weird. I felt that uh, it does also get kind of dreamy at times, especially the last track, but there are other moments of sort of ambience, I guess, but, you know, heavy noise, psych ambient. But then also the thing that I really liked about this was, like I said, it's really fun. It has this disjointed, spazzy kind of cuteness to the whole thing, Mm -hmm. which I kind of... um, compared to Brainiac or Tripping Daisy. That's Um, a good one too. But what's funny is I think a lot of that comes from the vocals. And I will say that Wayne Cohen's vocals are very much in my mind, a lot like Tripping Daisy's vocals and Mm -hmm. or Brainiac. So that tracks, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I did hear a lot of other things though, too. The OCs, um, drags. Mm Uh, that mm-hmm. kind of just psych stuff, but also a little bit of like kid Congo powers mm-hmm. um, in just the rhythmic element of it all. Not quite into like King Con and the barbecue show level of fun, you know, but getting close to it. There's a level of upbeatness to it that um, is missing in a lot of um, psych. And so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, good pick. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. I um, I love this record too. So far, I've listened to it probably five times. Mm-hmm. And very rarely do I listen to, because I listen to so much music on my Spotify, yeah. will I listen to a record that I've discovered recently more than like two or three times in a month. Mm-hmm. And I think I've already five or six times this record. Yeah, I listened to it a couple and it I enjoyed it. Like it's 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 pretty fun. I mean, it's still pretty weird. It is. Um, it and is. not exactly like light in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really pretty upbeat and fun and as we get into some springtime, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of nice. I will say this, if you listen to this record and you do like it, I do highly recommend you check out their other two releases, the Cryptids mm-hmm. EP and the Holy Fingers album because they kind of tread through some different waters on those records. Mm. So, but cool. They, they still keep the future death sound that's on this record. So, yeah. This is one of my favorite discoveries that I've made. Nice. Like this band is. So yeah, I'll talk about my pick. Okay. Let me just say, I felt like I was a bit in a bit of a kind of aggro rut. Okay. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if it was power electronics or ambient or black metal or glitch, anything that I was listening to. It just seemed to be like really kind of dark and aggressive and just kind of, I just was getting a little sick of it, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, I pick the music I listen to. Sure. At some point, it's like, I have to remember that I also like more accessible things too. Okay. Mm-hmm. And to deny that is would would be disingenuous. And so right. 
And I feel like with this show, we've always covered a wide spectrum of things. But as far as me personally, I felt like I was going down this path of just trying to find the weirdest, most um, unlistenable stuff. And mm -hmm. that's fine because I, I like that stuff. For the most part, I like music that most people would not listen to or like. And I like the that. stuff you can't dance to. Yeah, the stuff that you literally can barely listen to. So right. um, with that being said, I purposely set out to try to find something that was a little easier on the ears and exploring some kind of elements of things that I had just sort of gotten into, like um, Graham Parsons kind of stuff. You know, I had mm -hmm. never really listened to a lot of that. And so um, anyway, enough of that. Um, I was in a bit of a rut, uh, and the way I have it into my notes is you can't eat Takis for every meal. And that's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes you need a palate cleanser. Sometimes you just need some good food, not just blow mm -hmm. your face off. <laughs> my pick is by an artist named Yola. I don't know much about her. I didn't do a lot of research because I just kind of wanted to hear the music, um, without anything else going on in my head. But what this is, uh, came out in 2019. The record's called Walk Through Fire. I would assume that Yola is short for Yolanda. Yeah, this is like a soulful country. It's a very 70s AM radio, you know, kind of deal mm -hmm. going on. Most of the songs are really great. Uh, there were a few, a couple that I felt were cheesy and don't, mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of part of the deal. It's kind of like the music that this is inspired by also has those elements that make them swarmy and cheesy and whatever, you know, a little too clean or whatever. Um, and so that happens, but for the most part, the songs are, I think they're really cool songs. So uh, the production for me is what really comes through on this. Well, one of the things that really comes through, it is a lot like that 70s soulful country stuff. It's got lush strings, big old Hammond organ. If you like Hammond, I, I think you'll really dig the organs in this. Uh, real slinky pedal steel, really soulful like staple singer style tremolo guitar throughout the whole thing. Nashville telly kind of playing chicken picking style uh, all over it. It's, it's really lush and beautifully done. Um, Yola has an amazing voice. I mean, from the first note, you're like, Oh, that's a nice voice. But what's really cool is Yola saves the big belt out until maybe like almost the end of the fourth song. It's called It Ain't Easier. Uh, and it could peel the paint off the walls. It is a big, amazing voice. Mm -hmm. And just, I can't say the word soulful enough in this. It's, it's just an amazing voice. The songs are great. I really don't have much else to say about it. I would say for people that like all that 70s AM gold stuff, you know, Bobby Gentry, Lee Hazelwood, uh, Nancy Sinatra, mm -hmm. Dusty Springfield, and even a little bit of Dolly Parton, probably, mm -hmm. as far as the production goes. And so 
like I said, I know this sounds like it's out of left field, but I mean, every once in a while, we have to be reminded that really just really well done music exists that is also really cool and well written and well performed. And it's not necessarily lame because of that, you know? So I would say, yeah, if you're looking for something just to lighten life a little bit for a minute, this is a really good record. What'd you think, Dan? Yeah. Um, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I, I may have just a slightly different take on it. Yeah. Um, to me, this is a killer example of how you can take like echoes of popular genres that have been done mm-hmm. over and over again. I would say in this case, there's a little bit of doo-wop sort of mm-hmm. definitely some oldies. Like you mentioned this, the production being that seventies AM kind of production. And I would also say the, probably the biggest influence on here, like you said, classic country mm-hmm. for sure. But modernize it in such a way that and you you mentioned this in different terms it doesn't seem contrived or mm-hmm. dishonest it it's just seems 100 natural like i would say that everything that yola sings has got so much soul mm-hmm. and it sounds 100 natural that she's really into this kind of stuff yeah and you can tell you can tell when somebody's faking it and somebody's not and absolutely i do not think that yola is faking it at all yeah there's the tremolo guitar um sometimes it has a really cool almost echoey production that you hear in a lot of the oldies stuff Mm -hmm. like i don't know benny king you know like stand by me or Mm -hmm. i kind of hear like okay the way that i would describe her vocals would be like if tina turner and and like Patsy Cline, like kind of collaborated on a country album yeah, or something. I can it's sort that. of the best way that I would describe. Patsy Cline is one of my favorite like country singers, by the way. Me I too. love Patsy Cline. Yeah, there's slide guitars, fiddles, acoustic guitars, other cool instruments that give it almost like a, I don't know, this magical kind of sounding effect at times. Mm-hmm. Um like you said, some of it does, like, there are a couple of songs that I could honestly do without that kind mm-hmm. of sound, sort of, I don't necessarily want to say top 40, but I couldn't think of any other way to describe right. it. I, I do think there are a couple of songs that were just blatantly sort of made for the radio mm-hmm. on here. And yeah. that's not a bad thing. It's a very, very mild criticism. Like mm-hmm. it's the only criticism that I really have of the whole thing. And that's also kind of a testament to the fact that I don't really listen to music like this very often. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I don't really have a lot to go off of either, but I also think that that's exactly what this album wants to be. Don't let that mild criticism turn you away from checking this out because that is totally 100% not the entire thing. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I think that it's unapologetically country as hell. Like some of the songs musically sound like Willie Nelson or Mm -hmm. Hank Williams. And Mm -hmm. also I'm kind of surprised that there's two things about this artist 
Uh, well, one thing about this album and one thing about this artist, hmm. uh, you mentioned that you did not um, do much research on Yola. Yeah. I kind of looked into her a little bit mm-hmm. and I think you would be delighted to know. Well, number one, there's a deluxe edition. I would highly recommend it because she does a killer version of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by mm-hmm. Elton John. Yeah. That's the first thing. The second thing, though, you might be delighted to know that she has collaborated with Massive Attack in the past. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is cool. And you're you're a Massive Attack fan, right? I do like Massive Attack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I figured. So I was like, whoa, that's very interesting. Um, yeah. I never would have guessed that from listening to this record. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, then cool. again, I don't know much about Massive Attack either, so... I just know that Banksy's in it. That's, I mean. (laughs) Did did that become confirmed? I don't know. Okay. Because I always thought that Banksy was more of a funk metal guy, personally. (laughs) Like, I could imagine him being in Monkey Mind Trip or whatever it is. The Operation, whatever it is. Operation Operation Mind Fuck. Yeah, Operation Mind Fuck. (laughs) Mind, oh, Operation Mind Funk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Oh, man. We have to start a funk Queensryche cover band. <laughs> Operation, Operation Mind, Mind, funk. Mind Funk. All right, guys. Do, 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 do. Jet City Woman. <laughs> Jet City Woman. Jet oh. City Woman. Oh, my God. Silent Lucidity. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's oh, the show son of a gun sorry this holy all right, all right. <laughs> all right. Oh. operation mind fuck i wonder if yola will listen to this and think we're crazy i don't think yola will listen to this but if she does she will think we're crazy <laughs> like like, if especially if you don't edit out the whole Queensryche funk metal thing that we. Just, oh, I'm leaving that in there because I assume someone's going to message us wanting to start that project. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to hinder that. This is something that needs to happen. Yeah, it needs to happen. Like we need an Operation Mind Funk band in Iowa. I mean, every every state has their own Operation Mind Funk <laughs> band. There's Iowa has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're the last one, dude. It needs to happen. Let's get it together. Oh, yeah. Help us do that. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so the <laughs> lo- local release is this holy twisted finger of fate. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I can tell, this holy is a solo project from Thomas Parkinson, who I recognize that name. Hmm. I think I might have met you before, Thomas, if you're listening to this. Um, feel free to let me know if, if I have, but I totally recognize that name. He's originally from the Quad Cities, but currently lives in Omaha, Nebraska. It's a very intense, doomy, I would call it like a cross between, and this is, I, you know, here's the thing is, I've heard music that sounds like this, but I'm limited in the actual bands that I can reference. So mm-hmm. 
this might be a really bad <laughs> description, but mm -hmm. to me, it sounded like intense doomy metal. And by doomy, I don't mean doom metal. I mean, doomy metal, if that makes any sense. So like, sometimes it kind of is slow and brooding for like a little bit, but then it kind of speeds up a little bit to almost like a crossover thrash sort of sound. And I think it's with a drum machine. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Did it sound like a drum machine to you, Eric? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's kind of, that's what I thought. It's very intense. I would say almost lo-fi production, which I love. It's very quick, seven minutes. And it's just, it's, it's a seven minute long fist in your face as far as I'm concerned. But mm -hmm. if I were to um, compare musically, I would say it has elements of electric wizard suicidal tendencies maybe a little bit of industrial noise god flesh kind of comes to mind a little bit and i think thomas succeeded in exactly what he was going for here um there's moments of drone that are very short-lived um i also really like the way that the three songs meld together yeah the vocals have a very old school sort of hardcore sound to them i don't know i would say like old corrosion of conformity sometimes he even sounds to me like a little bit like Neil Fallon on the first clutch record when, mm. when he gets really heavy. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that I just love about this project is the riffs. The riffs are just killer on this. Um, yeah. I think this is a very exciting introduction and I really hope Thomas continues and I want to hear more, man. I, I, I hope he plans on putting out more. What did you think, Eric? Yeah. Well, um, Again, like I said, I think that um, there are elements that we heard um, the same way and a lot of elements that we didn't hear the same way. So that's phenomenal. Mm. Oh, another, another, um, before I, I skipped over this is, I read everything today and all the reviews from stuff I wrote down. Uh, I just now noticed that I also put unsane down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, um, I'll get to that, actually. As far as what I would describe this as, um, it's kind of hard. I, I don't think it falls directly into any specific thing. I would say that we can start with the production because I think that's part of the sort of aesthetic of the whole thing. I think the cover plus the production actually seems to be wanting to have the feeling of maybe early extreme metal, like maybe like Hellhammer or Dark Throne. Yeah. Not the music, but the production. It's, it's like that lo-fi element where the guitar is so distorted that at times it, it has like a um, crackle to it. It sounds... Mm -hmm crispy like it's so distorted that at the top there's a sizzle happening the entire time where everything is so blown out and i find that phenomenal i love it mm -hmm. if i had to say what i think this is musically crusty doom industrial metal there that you go. was the best thing i could come up with and that's the problem is that doesn't even actually explain it so I know I'm taking the long way around this, but um, basically I think the defining element for this are the vocals, 
the vocals are yelled instead of growled or dry lung or something death metal and they're not screamed like more extreme metal black metal things like that they are yelled and so because of that it reminded me of a very sort of specific kind of metal and unsane is at the top of that list yeah uh, other groups that i put in that category which i don't even know what the category is <laughs> would be today is the day yes uh, god flesh yes maybe even um cop shoot cop mm -hmm. maybe a little bit i don't know yeah yeah but it, it's or even like jesus lizard at moments it, it's this sort of like heavy thing uh with yelled vocals but really the god flesh element of the music with the electronic drums it's very much like god flesh to me and very mm -hmm. much like unsane and one thing i really liked about this and this is going to sound maybe contrived but it's absolutely true one of my favorite slayer albums is undisputed attitude mm. which is the hardcore cover album right, right? and i've always said I wish there were a band that sounded like Slayer's Undisputed Attitude. Like it sounds kind of like Slayer, but Tom is not doing the death scream and they're not writing metal thrash riffs. They're playing hardcore, you know, but it comes off as something completely different and something really almost more unchained than the other Slayer records. It's less controlled, which I know sounds hilarious, especially mm -hmm. when you're talking about like Carrie King's guitar solos. I've always said I wish there was a band that sounded like that record. And Disholy is really close to that. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I know that's a long sort of contrived review of this, but it's because there are so many different elements that seamlessly and almost effortlessly come together into sort of a new thing. And the funny thing is too, is the length of the songs, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like right. if each of these songs did, I mean, they're about two and a half minutes, right? If they did their two and a half minutes, then had like a long doomy break and then did the two and a half minutes again, that, yeah. that would sound more like what we're used to as right. far as metal goes. And this, on the other hand, is like, no, we're doing two and a half minutes and we're getting the fuck out, which is a lot like that Slayer on this yeah. Attitude record. And so at first I was like, wow, I could have really done with more of that song. It feels a little short. But then I remembered, you know, leave them wanting more. Yeah. If, if your song ends and people say, dang, I wish that song were longer, you just won. That's the best you can do, right? Mm -hmm. It's much better than, wow, I wish this song would fucking get over with, you know? So I really was surprised by it. Um, really liked it. At, I mean, I listened to it. The first time I listened to it, I was like, yeah, I get this. Fine. It's good. And then I listened to it again and I was like, oh, I don't think I get this. And by the third time I listened to it, I'm like, there's something going on here that I can't put my finger on, which almost automatically means I love something. That's yeah. how I felt about this holy. <laughs> Fantastic, man. I Like I said, and you mentioned the whole 
leave him wanting more that he totally got me that because I would love to hear, uh, you know, like a, like a full length of this. Oh, me too. And even like a full band version, you know, like, oh man, that's a really good comparison though. The, um, undisputed attitude album. Yeah. It just kind of had the same feel to it. Sort of. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So, uh, got any shows for us, Eric? Yeah. Well, maybe Zodiac Mind Trip is playing Mission Creek. You never know. Well, let's find out. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) No, man. All right. So here's how it's going to work. I'm going to talk about shows. Wow. Big surprise. But no, I'm going to talk about Mission Creek. Um, I know it's Mission Creek. Yeah. So I'm just going to say the day and then I'm going to go through everyone playing. That's what's going to happen. Okay. All right. So we will start on today, the 7th of April. That's what we're talking about. At Mission Creek, uh, music-wise, you have Elizabeth Moen, Tennyson, Fennez, which is F-E-N-N-E-S-Z, which I actually listened to. Pretty cool. Um, Tempers, Corridor, K. Maru, Alex Rush, and Lake Villain. So that's Mission Creek Thursday. You'll have to look at the website to find out where the shows are and stuff. Because I I don't know. I, I just don't. We don't have time, guys. Um, <laughs> okay. So then Friday, a non-Mission Creek show. Dan, you're not going to believe this one. Okay. Raccoon Motel, Friday, April 8th. Whoa. With Divide and Dissolve. Holy yeah. shit, man. That's I know, crazy. right? Yeah. It is. I can't believe they're playing at the Raccoon Motel. I know. You know, you know what I kind of would like to see, though? What's that? I, I love Low, but have you ever heard that guy's side project, the Black Eyed Snakes? No. They're a blues band. Yeah, it's good. Straight up blues band. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> they they have a record called It's the Black Eyed Snakes. Wow. All right. Yeah. I'll check. Uh, it out. He calls himself Chicken Bone George Dang. in the band. That's a good yeah. name. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> oh no, not at all. Also Friday. Um, Mission Creek, we're going to have Beach Bunny, Sun Lux, Haley Hendrix, The Body, Casa Overall, Squirrel Flower, Lex Leto, and the Christine Burke Ensemble, which I think Justin Comer is part of, Good Morning Midnight, and Azia. So that's cool. Cool, yeah. Um, The body's good. I played with them once. They didn't know who we were. We got thrown on their show, and I don't think they were too happy about it. (laughs) And what really sucked is I had a really, really, really cool jean jacket, and it got stolen (laughs) at that show. (laughs) So they really should have been happy to have you on the show with a jean jacket. Well, I took it off to play, and then it was gone forever. You think they took it? I'm not saying that. But when I tried to go back to see if anyone had found it, no one fessed up. So, I don't know. Here's your chance to go and talk to them about it. All right. Yeah. I'll ask them about it Mm -hmm. on Friday, April 8th. (laughs) And if anybody sees any of the members wearing a jean jacket. A really, really cool 
a really cool jean jacket. Vintage, dark Levi's jean jacket. You know what to do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Denim harvest. Um, Saturday the 9th, non grata with mm. silent ire and extinguish the sun. That's going to be at the Skylark. Uh-huh. Um, and then on that day, Saturday the 9th at Roz Talks mm-hmm. at uh, CAC, A T A K A K, and Centaur Noir. Friend of the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had not heard of at a CAC, uh, but our terrible, monstrous, douchey friend Chuck. Mm-hmm. actually told me i should check it out and i did and it's pretty cool so cool well, um he yeah. he exists for one good purpose uh, it doesn't offset anything no a monster. so he's still he's still a joke to you huh oh i hate him so much <laughs> um all right so also <laughs> saturday the ninth mission creek we're gonna have soccer mommy rick mm. wilson a rouge Aftab, Cadence Weapon, Trey mm-hmm. Burt, Dos Santos, Aaron Dillaway, who was was half of the duo that made one of my um, best of the year picks, Aaron and Lucy. Um, oh. He's a really, really cool noise artist. Um, also playing Fax Dryad, friends of the show, Ramona and the Sometimes Adia Victoria Omi O H M M E Willie T Taylor Peel Dream Machine Yaba Maze That's how it's spelled M A A Z E I wasn't just having a stroke Kaleidoscope <laughs> and Wave Cage So that's cool. Saturday's Mission Creek shows uh, cool. Sunday the 10th april 10th we have thelma and the sleaze penny peach and friends of the show death kill overdrive heck yeah that'll be at gabe's oasis in iowa city i might go to that who knows yeah i probably i don't know maybe all right and then um last but not least we have la 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 with elton aura on Wednesday the 13th at the Raccoon Motel. Lots and of really cool shows. Yeah, lots of cool stuff happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Go and get your Mission Creek on, everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you should do everything that we tell you to do. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't. Exactly. <clears throat> well, you have better ideas for how to live your life? <laughs> yeah. How's that I mean, work? How's that worked out for you, pal? Exactly. Like, what are you? Probably doing? not great. You're sitting around listening to us, eating an uh, ice cream cone. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So maybe you should take someone else's advice and go to a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. Well, so, what do you? What do you? What do you? What do you? <laughs> uh, well, 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 I, I got stuck. I got stuck. What'd you learn, learn today? Well, I learned about funk metal. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems too long. It seems like it seems like there should be an easier, better, cooler name. 
like mm-hmm. it kind of it sounds archaic and old funk metal. funk metal it's like saying air conditioning like there should just be a better word for it i mean i used to call yeah. it the airkin the airkin yeah airkin i was just like ah oh, turn on the airkin i used to call funk metal the funk myth funk ma funk meh funk ma funk ma i always <laughs> like, call it funk meh <laughs> Funk meh. Yeah. <laughs> funk meh, meh, meh. Uh, yeah, so we learned about funk metal. We learned mm. about funerals. Funerals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. The origin and, um, of the phrase, holy shit. Holy shit. Uh, that's when time travel is going to be. You know, we actually covered a lot today. I, we did. I, I yeah. feel really proud. I think doing a recap at the end is nice i think it leaves me with a better feeling about what we accomplished oh yeah yeah there's a lot of a lot of stuff we did yeah and uh yeah thank you everyone for the support yeah you know if you have if you want to let us know what the real origins of holy shit is yeah then yeah like i mentioned before you can contact us on our facebook's or instagram oh also Mm. uh this week we're actually going to resurrect the youtube channel yeah so that's what i heard <laughs> be on the lookout for a new video on the youtube channel I'll... Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> youtube <laughs> it's gonna be totally tubular totally tubular <laughs> oh man let's go <laughs> All right, That's- ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so next week, you heard it first, funk metal episode. No, this was the funk metal episode. Oh. So next episode, folk metal episode. Mm, okay. Yeah. Power but- metal episode. Uh, why so much metal? Oh, well, I mean, Although, we I are- mean, yeah, we can talk about bolt thrower for a while if you want. Is bolt thrower power metal? Yeah, we can talk about okay. Man War, Blind Guardian. Man, I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to <laughs> do that. <laughs> We've meddled out the master. We're going <laughs> to the metal master. <laughs> meddled out the master. All right, that's it. We got to La- go. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, y'all have a good week. God damn it. Bye. <laughs>